I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you, uh, listeners? And how are you, Gary Jr.? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing fan, and I'm in a fantastic way. I mean, election day is right around the corner, and I tell you, Gary, I, you know, obviously I've been in a few of those elections going back to oh boy, I've been following elections for so long. But anyhow, as a candidate since the '80s, since the '80s, imagine that. But I started young because back in the day. Most politicians in Connecticut did start young. And so um, I retired at 43. I mean, most people get started in politics at 43. So uh, I should say I got retired. I lost my last election. But um, it's an exciting time because the nation could actually have an opportunity, like in all elections, to change the direction of the company of the country, excuse me, of the country. Because right now, Gary, we are, by most people's estimates, going in the wrong direction. And we'll be able to change course. Now, we have Democrats controlling the House today. We have Democrats controlling the Senate today. And we have, that's all Congress. Then we have Democrats controlling the White House. That's one party control. And that is very difficult to overcome with any new ideas because they don't have to negotiate with the other side. Upon the Republicans taking the House and upon the de Republicans taking the Senate, then Democrats and Republicans will have to work together. Biden's a Democrat. Congress will be controlled by Republicans. I was in that movie years ago. The Republicans control the House. The Republicans control the Senate. We control Congress. And Bill Clinton was president of the United States. So we got a hell of a lot of things done. Got welfare reform done. We got NAFTA, which protected our border, uh, among other things. We we, we we balanced budgets. I mean, it was a it was a very positive period. The crime bill that many people have voiced objection to, but it did a lot of good. It had some bad parts to it, like all like many bills. But the bottom line of it is, it did a lot of good for the country, and the record will show that. So during that period of time, there's a great deal that was accomplished because we had a check and balance type system. We had the House and the Senate Republicans, and the White House was with the Democrats. And I look forward to the, the same being true uh, after this election, Gary, because I think that's very important because uh, Democrats are, are, I don't use bad words, but they're blanking up. There's no question about that. And, and they don't seem to have a clue. I mean, the other day, the president said we have 54 states. I mean, he's too damn old to be president of the United States. That's not even a question. And I'll, I, I, I'll make one prediction. We'll never go there again. We will never go for someone who's going to be in his 80s when he's president of the United States. I can never happen before. It will never happen again. Period. Okay? So you can take that one to the bank. Now, Gary, I am. Well, you haven't you haven't even asked me a question. Let me see. What 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 do you have on on, on top for me? What do you, what do you want to talk about? What yes, like? I would like to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh no, you're good. I'm round up. Boy. This is versus my my time of the year. This is the best time of the year. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it is. It is. Except the Yankees are in the board. But anyway, that's another story. Well, um, well, uh, politically, this is the best time of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's a change. Good point. <laughs> change, you know, change is it's sometimes necessary. In the, in the and change, yeah, it's tough. It is really right. hard. 
hate to ha- I hate Houston because they're a bunch of cheaters. And Phillies, I don't know anybody except for Bryce Harper. But anyway, I'm digressing. Go ahead. Yes, yes, change is good. That's why we're excited. Uh, but <laughs> but what election do you think uh, that the listeners should have your eyes on, or that you have your eyes on as a close race right now? Okay, that's two different questions. Which election do I have my eyes on as far as what I'm very interested in? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's Connecticut's 5th District, the district that I held. I became the first black to hold a congressional district, a house district in New England. And we have an opportunity to elect another black Republican male to become a congressman from Connecticut from the 5th District. And that is George Logan, a former two-time state senator from the Ansonia Hamden area. Now he lives in the the 5th District. yeah, what really irked me about the uh, his opponent Gary was that this campaign people they think they thought they could do anything. They they called him Curious George. They referred to him as a monkey, you know. And and the press, you know, ha, 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 ha. no, that's not funny. Okay, that's not funny. That is something that they, they should be talking about that every single day. If a black person, if a white person, if an orange person refers to, to an African American as a monkey, they should be chastised. And also, I think the ladies now are doing a terrible job. But but putting that to one side, I am so um, anxious to see how, how George Logan is going to, uh, to to do on Election Day. I know that polls are, you can't rely on them. The latest poll does have him up by one point. If he's up by one point, ladies and gentlemen, that means he's up by about five or six. Because they always screw the polls up for, for uh, Republicans. I'll give you a classic example. 1990, my poster came to me and said, hey, you're losing by eight points. Why well, one by by five. That's 13 points off. Okay. So, and unfortunately they, they got it wrong this, in 1996. They said I was up by 18 points. Well, I lost that election. So I don't believe the polls. And I've said this to George, where I've, I'm in communications with almost every day in the last few, few days as the, as the campaign is, is winding down. I said, don't even think about those polls because they don't mean anything. There's only one poll that counts, and that is on election day. So that 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 is one that I have a parochial interest in because I do believe that it's so important for the state of Connecticut to get a Republican somewhere, somewhere in government because uh, one party control of Connecticut, which has gone on for, for many, many years, is just not good for the state. And I think that's one of the reasons why the state went from six to five Congress people. One of the reasons why the people are still leaving the state of Connecticut. and so. I believe that if they get some type of political diversity in Connecticut, it will be for the better. Um, not to speak negatively toward many of the other people who I consider some of them being my friend. But, you know, either when, once you start to get near 80, you, you really shouldn't be there, okay? Give someone else a chance. Not that this young lady who's running against George Logan is that in that category, but there are others in Congress who are up there in age. I mean, the entire Democrat leadership, Nancy Pelosi and and uh, Steny Hoyer, et cetera, are all in that category. Um, oh, before we go any further, Gary, I want to give my prayers and 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 thoughts to uh, the Pelosi family. Um, Paul Pelosi uh, was a victim of, of of a horrendous crime in San Francisco, in his home, in his bedroom in San Francisco, with some creep attacked him and, and, and cracked his skull open. I mean, nothing could be more despicable than that to have someone not only invade your house and cause damage, but you know, to, to do that to an 80, 80-something-year-old man. I mean, it just, everything about it just turns my stomach. 
And and I probably have met Paul over the years, obviously, since I was there when Nancy was uh, Nancy was I think of her second or third term when I when I started. Um, bottom line of it is my prayers go out to, to the speaker, Speaker Pelosi, and to her entire family because no one, no one should be subjected to that type of behavior and may <laughs> the wills of justice act quickly on on this situation and and treat him as harshly as he treated Mr. Pelosi. So that's a, I, I had to digress there, Gary, because that, that's something that, um, that definitely needs to be uh, called out. Now, getting back to your, your question, I mentioned George Logan as far as what, what I personally feel somewhat attached to because it's my old congressional district and he's a black individual running for my, my old seat uh, as a Republican. There, there's going to be some other Republicans and in, in, in from New England and Congress, I hope. But there's a gentleman out in, in Rhode Island that I hope that he will, will prevail as well. And then there's a person who's running for the U.S. Senate by a guy by the name of Bodak, who right now is 48-47, which means he's winning, even though it says he's losing by one. He's probably up about three or four, maybe five. And he's running in New Hampshire because we need to have some diversity in politics in all of New England. There's no Republicans in any key position down in Washington from New England. The exodus started when I got defeated back in 1996, and it has gone on for years. In the state of Connecticut, they haven't had a Republican going to Congress since 2006. It's been totally terrible, and I believe that in New England, we're going to see a change there. And I'm, I'm looking at that as my parochial interest, but from a national perspective, Gary, I want to see the, 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 uh, a landslide for the Republicans. That's what I want to see. So across the board, um, I want to see, I want to see uh, Herschel Walker win clearly, cleanly, without any runoff in Georgia. I want to see, I want to see Bodock win in New Hampshire. I want to see Blake Masters win in Arizona. He has, his chances have been increased because the independent candidate has gotten out of the race and has endorsed them. That should be a big plus. Laxalt, they don't even talk about them on the mainstream media anymore, Laxo, because he must be killing his, his the incumbent senator because they don't even want to talk about that race. They've already given that to the Republicans. He was up by three or four or five points, which means he could be up by eight or nine. So Laxo uh, is in, running for, for the Senate in, in Nevada. So th just those four pickups right there would, would put the Republicans in a good stead because I strongly feel they're going to maintain their control of Pennsylvania as I think that Med, uh, Mehmet Oz will defeat Fetterman. I think Fetterman has done the Democrat Party a disservice by continuing to run as an ill man. I mean, that is, you know, that is as selfish as you can get. The people of Pennsylvania do not deserve to have a person who has just come off of a stroke and still is, is, is recovering, running for a position like the United States Senate. Don't catch her, yeah. The United States Senate, no. And that may be a reason why Oz would win. That would be by default, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's not a great candidate, but bottom line of it is Fetterman in this in his current condition should not, should not be the Democrat candidate for the for the United States Senate. And what he did in his in, in the debate was further proof of that. So I see the Republicans holding on to uh 
to Pennsylvania. I see them holding on to Florida with Rubio, Johnson, and Wisconsin. Um, I see uh, Lee winning in Utah, even though he's running against a so-called independent. He's independent, all right, funded by the Democrats. Um, he's up by about 10 points. He should be in, be in good shape. And so those races, as far as holding our ground, I, I don't see a problem in any of those contests. Once again, I think Georgia could be a pickup. New Hampshire could be a pickup. Arizona could be a pickup. Nevada will be a pickup. And then as you, as you look at some of the other races, Gary, I'm going to be curious to see whether or not Deora Levy could, could make some headway in her race. It's a bit, bit, bit of an uphill battle for her for the U.S. Senate in Connecticut. But in Colorado, Bennett is going against O'Day. He's... Well, Dave's down by about seven points, but you never can tell in Colorado. So I think that could be a surprise race, as well as in Washington State. Uh, Senator Murray is being contested, um, I think, very aggressively by her challenger. And that, once again, is showing that Murray has a has a lead beyond the margin of, of error. But I believe that, that that race could be kind of interesting as well. So you got three in the interesting category, four that I think that you could, you could book it right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That could be anywhere between 54 or 58 or 57 or 58. And then there could be an upset any, anywhere along along the line, Gary. Uh, I didn't mention Ohio. Ohio, I feel, will also be a, a contest that the Republicans will hold with J.D. Vance, another Yaley. Uh, so I think they'll hold that 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 seat. Uh, it's, a, it's a seat. I mean, it's a state that went for Donald Trump by about eight points last time around. I don't, I don't see a Democrat. You know, prevailing that well, and and Ryan Congressman Ryan really doesn't even want to be associated with half of his party, so I, I think they're going to not want to be associated with him either. And so I think that's going to be a um, a hold there in Ohio as as well. Uh, so you know, I don't see any other surprises uh, from the Democrats um, from that perspective. And then Gary, you know, <laughs> New York hasn't had a Republican governor in so long. I think they have a good shot this time around with Zeldin. I think that in, in Arizona, Lake is going to prevail as governor of, of Arizona. You got a lady who won't even debate. What, are you, what century is this? 21st century. You're not debating? Come on. You ever hear of Douglas Lincoln? I mean, every candidate just about has a... No, I mean, yeah, moving right along. Any contested race, if you do not face your, your opponent so the public can see it, you don't deserve to be a candidate, okay? Hear that lady from Arizona? I'm not going to mention your name because bottom line of it is you are a joke to the people of Arizona if you are too afraid to face your opponent. So by default, almost again, uh, Lake should win that race because she's out there, she's fighting for, for, for support and she's not running away from any type of challenge. Imagine what will happen if you have a crisis, if you have a governor who can't even go face to face with her opponent to get the position. Imagine if something really happened and she had to face the public in another situation that's a real crisis. She wouldn't be able to handle it. So why, why should we give her that opportunity? We're not. Uh, and then in other states that could be kind of interesting, I, I think that, that Stacey Abrams will go up in flames this time as well. Uh, this time she won't have an opportunity to say that she, the election was stolen. Yeah, Democrats have a way of doing it. Yeah, Democrats, you know, they're turning everything upside down. They're the ones who have always been the election deniers. Stacey Abrams went, went, went years with, with saying that she won. I won, I won, and I, I won the government. No, okay, good, good, to take a little hike. So bottom line of it is you won't have a chance to do that this time around because it ain't going to be that close. So with that being the case, and those are the governor's races that I'm, that I'm uh, somewhat interested in. And then... And on the House side, I'm looking for George Logan to pull to pull it out, and and then I look at 
the Republican Party taking over the Senate and having Republican control of the House and the Senate. And I believe that that will that will free Joe, Joe Biden to to um, not be beholden to the radical left anymore and be good for our nation. So, Dad, why do you feel like the Republicans will win um, by a landslide? Well, Gary, it's, it's basically because of the issues. Uh, the Democrats have been trying to scare people. And the, the Republicans have been dealing with reality. And the reality is the economy is in the toilet. The reality is inflation is at a 40-year high. The reality is crime is rampant. The reality is we can't protect our borders. The reality is we have we may have an energy crisis here in the United States because the Democrats are talking about and working on climate change while we can't even get oil and diesel. And so the the issues are not on the Democrat side because they have not adequately handled those issues. They caused inflation by spending too damn much. They were told that by by Democrats, uh, treasurers, uh, U.S. treasurers, treasury secretaries. Uh, the crime situation, they wanted to defund the police. Well, you know, I'm sure that didn't work. And the border, they're saying, <laughs> the vice president said, we don't have a crisis there. We have a record number of people running across the border. The bottom line of it is, if anyone tried to get get into anyone's home or anyone tried to get into anyone's store, if anyone got into try to get anyone movie theater, guess what? They would be stopped. <laughs> okay. We wouldn't shoot them or do anything that crazy, but we would definitely, you know, if they pushed it, you know, they could have a major problem. So, um, but the bottom line of it is we let these guys just walk across. The, it's absolutely ridiculous. No need. It's no asylum. It's impossible to be asylum and have asylum. Okay. Hear that. It's impossible for it to be an asylum situation because if they are coming, going from Venezuela or some other country and landing in Mexico, there's no reason why they would ask for asylum from Mexico, okay? There's nothing going on in Mexico that's not going on in New Mexico, okay? So there's no legitimate reason for saying you're trying to flee the country that you're in and that's why you're in the United, that's why you ran across the border. No, unless you get yourself, get your butt on a boat, on a boat and come that way into the mainstream of the United States doesn't qualify, okay? They don't wanna talk about that. They don't wanna talk about that, but that's the truth, okay? You can't, if you're in another country, you have to be able to show that you're being oppressed by that country, and that is why you're running to the United States, where you're not being oppressed by the Mexican people, period, okay? So why don't we, anyhow, the Democrats are, fentanyl is killing people, the drug, activity and the, and the drugs are coming across the border, it's feeding the crime in our inner cities. So the issues are just not with them, Gary, because they have failed the American people on all of the major issues that I communicated. Not to mention the fact that we got a, a war going on in Ukraine in which the, the president administration thought that sanctions were going to stop Russia. Yeah, oh yeah, right, that, that, that was gonna work. And so uh, bottom line of it is, they have not done a good job of managing the United States. They want to talk about the threat to democracy. Oh, the threat to democracy. Oh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Well, if you know history, you know that Donald Trump is not the first person in the executive branch. When I say executive branch, I mean vice president or president. 
to have been arrested. Now, Donald Trump has not been arrested yet, okay? I'm not saying he's going to get arrested. I hope that I don't want anyone to get arrested. But we had Aaron Burr was arrested, a, 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 I don't know how many times. He's arrested several times, folks, okay? Did that destroy our democracy? Aaron Burr was tried for treason. This is the guy who's former vice president. Did that destroy our democracy? No. Did anyone even care? No. <laughs> okay. So he was arrested for murder, for killing it, for killing Alexander Hamilton. Did that destroy our democracy? No. No one cared. That was his problem. Okay. Elections. Oh, Republicans want to steal elections. They want to change delegates. They want to do this. Just read history. Read and Google the Tilden versus Hayes election. The movie was played already, folks. Tilden was the first president who went to bed as president in the United States. Woke up several months later and was not president of the United States. Tilden still on election, when they declared the winner, he's still the first president to have more votes than, than his opponent and not become president of the United States. Did that destroy the democracy? No. Okay. No. Now, I'm talking about old oh, flipping delegates to get delegates. Well, guess how Hayes won, folks? They flipped delegates. They took the delegates from one state. Like one was Louisiana, one was Oregon, and then and all of a sudden, the Compromise of 1877 came out. Tilden lost. He was down by one delegate. Tilden was one delegate away from being president of the United States. And guess what happened? He lost by one delegate several months later. Did it destroy the democracy? No. So when you look at these Democrats and they keep crying wolf all the time, and the house is on fire all the time, it just says to you, it says to me, they just hope people are stupid. They just hope people don't know that they can Google these things. They just must hope because the niggas still see that we've had vice presidents, we've had people at the executive branch get arrested several times. We've had people at the executive branch be accused of treason and doing things that, that would hurt the country. We've had all these things we've already had. Okay, we've seen all, all the movies have been played. I remember that show, I can't think of a, it was one of my favorite movies too, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but when they said, oh, everything's been discovered, you know, so everything's been played. Those things have already been done, folks. So there's no need to fear those things. And that's what the Democrats have been hanging their hats on. So that's part of their plan, Gary. Their plan was to scare people, threat to democracy, and then they've come back with this, well, we're bad, but Republicans are going to be worse to be like that. Which <laughs> really makes no sense. It makes me feel really, really good. Uh, you know, I'm so bad, but they're going to be worse. So, so that's, you know, that type of campaign, people are a lot smarter than that. And then they went back to the old usual. Republicans are going to cut your Social Security and Medicare. No one's even talking about that. You know, so, well, one senator said that he's going to have that in part of it. Well, the leader has said that ain't going nowhere because it's stupid. So what are they talking about? And then abortion. That is to try to get the suburban white women to come out and vote for Democrats. They really, 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 really need that because you know they've, they've dug themselves into a hole 
Democrat Party, which we'll talk about in another in another show, as far as um, the breakdown of their of their con- their their contingency, their 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 supporters, and they polarize America in a way. And so, um, yeah, they're they're in a little bit of a hole there. But they want to talk about abortion, and and that that is something that I, you know I I scratched my head, and then Senator Lizzie Graham just kind of made it made them made their comments somewhat legit. Well, I don't want to offer but Lindsay, did you miss that month? I think it was June, July when the Supreme Court came out with their decision. I know you're a lawyer and you came out and the Supreme Court came out with a decision and said the issue of abortion must be handled on a state level. What part of that didn't you not hear? Now, and you're, you've been in the Congress long enough to know that Congress will vote on anything they want. They can make anything they want so-called law, but it's not law. Because if someone protests the point, because it's not constitutional, like the line item veto, which you voted for, I'm sure, Lindsay, like all good Republicans, the court said it's unconstitutional. So even if Congress wanted to vote on some type of change in the abortion rules, they can't because the court already said that it's unconstitutional, that those decisions must be handled by the states. Now, it's all right for Democrats to make it a big issue because bottom line, they don't have any issues. But for, for Lindsey Graham to come up, I, I was just scratching my head, so like, boy, you, you guys can really, yeah, but anyhow, I consider Lindsey a friend. But the bottom line of it is, well, I won't go there. I'll just leave it like that. And the bottom line of it is, though, people, most people are going to vote on pocketbook issues, crime, protection of the border, energy costs, and I don't think they're going to be frightened away by the Democrats' cry of wolf. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.